Sensors, podcast consumers, welcome to episode 23 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall. I am, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And this episode, I said 23, it's 24, 24, I didn't look at the board correctly, episode 24, everybody calm down, we've, we've got things on track. Uh, more importantly, this serves as our annual Halloween episode. Uh, we are just under a week away from Halloween, but because of the timing... Uh, we had to do this episode like a week before because we're on Sundays now and Halloween is a Saturday. And uh, so so here we are with our annual Halloween episode. Don't get too excited. It's really just our normal episode, uh, but we we had some Halloween themage to it. And for those of you that don't aren't actually watching the video, uh, I am currently wearing my ridiculous Muppet hoodie. And this isn't just a Muppet hoodie that you can go out and buy. Don't send me messages saying, where do you get that hoodie? This is a custom-made hoodie. You need to have talented family, uh, specifically a talented mother who can custom make you certain things. This is my Halloween hoodie. Uh, it's actually, weirdly, it's a little bit warm today in the studio. It's been cold all week, like cloudy and cold. And right before I was coming in the studio, the sun decided to come out. So we'll see how long I can keep this hood up, and especially because it's over my headphones. This, this is a yearly thing. I end up overheating a little bit halfway through the episode. So do my best to keep it up and just look a little ridiculous for this episode. Uh, and, and fortunately, I didn't have to do anything with my hair uh, this week, which is always good because I've been having hair problems. I've, I've turned into a, a, a hairband, headband kind of guy when I've had to do things. Yeah, uh, I digress. We're getting tangented already. Uh, like I said, happy Halloween, everybody out there. Halloween 2020, and we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, four episodes, whenever you so please. You can do that at multiple locations. One of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's our official Facebook page. Make sure you like that. Check back off, and that's going to keep you up to date with all new content. Uh, of course, we have YouTube. Head over to YouTube. Search Go Tell It to the Wall. That's where you're going to find all of our videos. Those get posted after the fact as well as playlists that, that you won't find anywhere else. A lot of stuff is also on Facebook video-wise, but there's a ton of stuff that's on there, uh, specifically Mental Health Mondays, the parenting playlists, all that good stuff, and of course all of the, the live feeds and video feeds for our episodes. Make sure you're subscribed to our channel, Go Tell It to the Wall. Of course, my personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean. Uh, I'm making a point to, to kind of get a little more stuff up there at least, just more interesting things, I guess. So follow if you want. That's that's not all Go Tell It to the Wall content. And of course, most importantly, all inclusive of the things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, your one-stop shop for everything that is Go Tell It to the Wall and Sean O'Rourke Live. Uh, you'll find links to all those, those social platforms I just mentioned, as well as lots of other things uh, and literally just links this is I, I i need to say this more but there's links right there to access the actual podcast not just through our host site podomatic but also uh through spotify uh through google podcasts which just switched over if, if you check back on the website often you'll notice that we just updated because uh, google play is gone so it's google podcasts apple podcasts and there is one that I'm missing. I don't know. We have them all up there. So make sure you're subscribed. Whichever one of those you prefer, uh, it makes it easier for us to track everything. It, it's it's quite difficult tracking podcasts. And it's funny because this isn't even something for smaller podcasts like Go Tell Us the Wall. It, the biggest podcasts ha have issue tracking, uh, you know, not viewership. I'm so used to working in television, uh, but tracking 
audience retention and everything else. And, and this even goes for, for the, the huge podcast networks. So please make sure you're subscribed. Uh, tell your friends. That helps us to kind of track and track our growth as, as we, we move things along here at Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, and on that website, don't forget you can find our Patreon campaign if you see fit to, to help us out financially. Uh, I'm, I think I'm about ready to throw this chair away, so that might be one of the next things that, uh, that patrons are helping to pay for is a new studio chair because this one is just too noisy. I'm, I'm kind of done with it. Uh, and even just as important as Patreon, you're going to find our merch link right there. Just click Merch, take you to our merch site. Get yourself some Go Tell It to the Wall branded t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, all that kind of good stuff. And I know I've been saying it for a couple weeks, but we, I actually finalized the logo, the new Go Tell It to the Wall logo. So that's coming very soon. We're all, we're all done with design. It's just a matter of getting, up it on, getting it up on the merch site. So look forward to that. I'm really excited about that logo. And it might have a little something to do with, with my headwear this week uh, for Halloween. So, so, so get excited for that. It's going to be a cool logo coming your way. Like I said, happy Halloween to all the Wall fans out there, podcast consumers. Definitely an odd Halloween this year, uh, but I, I say make it fun. You, you know, it's it's such a cliche. When life gives you lemons, make lemonade. You know, we're, we're, the 2020 is like the year of lemons, and we just got to make the best lemonade we can. And uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk about some ideas as we go go through uh, the rest of the episode here, but uh, but we can definitely make it fun. More important than Halloween is a reminder to everyone in the United States, uh, we are... Just over a week away uh, from the election. It's it's November uh, 3rd. November 3rd. It's a week from Tuesday. Make sure your voice is heard. Make sure, make sure, make sure. Don't be like I used to be and just shove it off and don't do it. Go vote. Make your voice heard. This one. This is an extremely important election. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say that a bunch of times because you know how important this election is. Even if you're not in the United States, for the love of God, like a lot of my international friends, I see them posting stuff like, "What the hell is going on over there?" And no, trust me, we don't know what the hell's going on either. We just we don't. But but we're gonna get through there and just make your voice heard, regardless of where where you fall on things. This is this is your time. If there was ever a time to to actually go out and and, and vote, this is the time, without a doubt. Make sure you're voting uh, a week from Tuesday. All right, let's get into some digital trends. Speaking of voting, <laughs> all over the social platforms and the digital platforms this past week has been a, uh, a career politician named Rudy Giuliani, career politician, also a lawyer. He was, he was duped. And we actually learned about this back in July that he was going to be in this, in this film. Uh, he was actually duped by Sasha Baron Cohen uh, or... In this case, Borat, who is played by Sasha Baron, Corn Sasha Baron Cohen. How did I never realize his name's a bit of a tongue twister? Uh, but Borat, if you're not familiar with Borat, go check out some of his stuff. It is, It can be very raunchy at times, but it's also extremely funny. And uh, if, if you hadn't heard of this, you've probably been living under a rock the past week. Uh, but Rudy Giuliani was caught in a compromising position. Um, and all I have to say is... I, I, right? It's, it's just totally... I don't care what age you are. We all just have to lie down to tuck in our shirt, right? Like, I know I do that in the mornings. I get dressed. I'm standing. I put on my pants. And then I lay straight down on the bed, and I tuck in my shirt because I'm not capable of doing it while standing up. Uh, no, that's absolutely ridiculous, and I cannot stand that, that excuse. And here's the thing. I went to film school. I, I, I've worked in the film industry, the television industry. I understand there's some creative editing happening here. I, I get it. There's some creative editing happening to make it look worse than it is. The bottom line is the guy was duped, completely duped. And on top of that, why put yourself in that position? That's the thing is everyone's focusing on, oh, no, he was just taking off. 
Why are you going to a hotel room with a young lady when you're a public figure? Like, nothing good is going to come of that. Nothing. What did you, what did you think was going to come of that? Think about these things. And that's what bothers me the most whenever these scandals come out. It's like, okay, yes, there's probably some creative editing. Maybe don't put yourself in that fucking position to begin with. I, just, just a thought. You know, you're a public figure. Why are you doing this? Admit that you got, you got taken and, and, and just move on. Move on. I mean, nobody has respect for Rudy Giuliani anyway anymore, so I don't know that they ever did. So, like, there's not much of a reputation to tarnish, but just stop making everyone, stop acting like everyone's an idiot. We're not. We're not. You can see the footage. Creative editing aside, why are you in that position? Why are you laying down on a bed to tuck in your shirt? Jesus Christ. I I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, Another digital trend right now. Hashtag fake Melania. This has trended previously uh, over the past four years, you know, for different things. And there's a whole conspiracy theory about a uh, Melania double, whatever else. I- I'm not going to get into the conspiracy side of this. The reason it's trending is it it's actually... Now, then there's a picture where people are saying this particular picture is a fake Melania. I'm not going to get into that. But the reason it is trending is Melania has not been on the campaign trail with her husband, which is... Very out of character uh, for a first lady or for a a potential first lady. You can see Joe Biden's wife has been on very active on the campaign trail, uh, especially recently. And and traditionally in elections, I don't like to get into politics, but traditionally in elections, th- this is a time when uh, the either potential first lady or the current first lady, who's you know trying to help her husband get reelected, uh, is really in the spotlight, really in the spotlight over the last few weeks, and that hasn't been happening with Melania. So of course. We're going to get all these little conspiracy theories. I I don't know. I don't have time for conspiracy. Fake Melania, not fake. Who cares? <laughs> Just <laughs> the real Melania is pretty fake from what I can gather anyway. So what? who who cares? What are we worried about here? Fake Melania, not fake Melania. Real Melania is fake Melania. Ooh, whatever. Ugh. Hashtag glow. Let's lighten it up a little bit here. Hashtag glow. This is, of course, trending across the social platforms. Right now, and I don't do a ton of the Twitter, but I do a little bit. And Mark Marin happens to be one of the people I follow, uh, so I've I've been following this somewhat closely, and I enjoy Glow. I wouldn't say it's like my favorite show around, but people are trying to save the show, uh, and and it's funny because you're all it, this this comes up. People want to save shows, and we've actually seen examples where shows have been saved. Uh, so I have a feeling with the momentum that is behind Save Glow and hashtag Glow and everything else, I have a feeling this is coming back, maybe on a different network, maybe back on Netflix again, but. I just I have a feeling that we're going to see glow again, especially because it was renewed for a new season, and then Netflix kind of backtracked, and uh, and it's actually no longer moving forward. Uh, but I just have a feeling that one's going to uh, to actually come back. We'll see. And I, I enjoy Mark Maron. I enjoy that show. Mark Maron's a very funny funny actor, f- funny comedian. Uh, and and I mean I know we're not starved for content, but I would rather have that content than some of the other content that you find out there on Netflix and and other other platforms because that's all we do is watch platforms these days and watch a little bit of network television that tends to be like live stuff sports and everything everything else is streaming platforms because that's what we do uh i was watching peter pan with with my with my uh, three-year-old yesterday that's always interesting oh my god <laughs> like you don't remember as a kid you kind of remember things and then you see them as an adult and you're like oh, oh that was eh, eh, that wasn't right you know these older disney movies you find a lot of stuff that oh that that's quite racist or Quite hateful, uh, but always interesting. But I, I was streaming it on Disney Plus. Like I don't own Peter Pan. It's just it's everything streaming. We get on the Disney Plus and say, "Hey, what movie do you want to watch?" And we settled on Peter Pan yesterday. Man. Uh, all right. Hashtag Halloween tips 
for 2020. Hashtag Halloween tips for 2020. Uh, this one, check out. I didn't even look up a bunch of them, but th these are people giving you tips, kind of how to to navigate the, the, the Halloween that is 2020. And this is, of course, going to vary drastically depending where you live. Like, I live in Los Angeles. Not a chance my kid's going out trick-or-treating. Now, if I lived in a really rural, small town, maybe, you know, but I, not a chance. There's a billion people in this city. Can't do it. Uh, but you're going to find some cool tips as to, especially if you have kids. If you don't have kids, like, get over it. <laughs> you can't put on your costume and go drink at a bar. That's fine. This is, it's really about the kids. It, it, calm down unless you have them. If you do have kids, you need to find a way to, especially if they're used to trick-or-treating or having like a Halloween party or going to school and doing like a Halloween parade or whatever the heck the kids do these days. My kid's not in school yet, so I don't know. Uh, finding things to, to fill that void for your kids. That's something I'm working on myself, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to kind of some Halloween-themed stuff here. All right, COVID updates. Oh, man. Uh COVID updates. We're still dealing with this this crazy divide, and I'm seeing a lot of uh, a lot of social network activity and people saying, "When is this going to end? What what is the end game here?" And I'll be honest, I don't know what the end game is. I don't think most most people don't know what the end game is. I've said I'm going to feel really secure when there's a vaccine, uh, but you know, granted, who knows when that's going to happen? But the reason I bring this up is because it's it's again that divide that we're constantly dealing with, constantly dealing with. And people are saying, when will it end? When will it end? But you know what? Maybe put some of that energy toward people who weren't taking it seriously. We see stuff all over the place. Huge crowds of people, no masks. I was watching some college football yesterday. Student section, kids on top of each other, no masks. Parties for tailgating for, for college football, no masks. And that's what drives me absolutely insane. Because they're sitting there saying, well, when will this end? When will this end? The blame com comes down completely on the government, not on their neighbors, not on their own community. It's that divide. You know? Blame the government. It's easy to blame the government and get mad at the government, but not get mad at your neighbor that's been throwing parties every weekend. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't blame the government. Blame the government. Fuck the government. That's okay. That is your absolute right to do. But also don't get things twisted. And if you don't understand that, I've got a story for you about a pot and a kettle. It's a real good story. It's short. It's a good one, though. Think about that. Think about that. It's that divide. And it's the same thing for Disneyland. I talked about this last episode, how there was protests down at Disneyland. And I get it. People want to go back to work. That is a huge part of the economy down there in Anaheim. But none of those people out there protesting are mentioning anything about Orange County and the maskless, anti-mask protests that they were having down there. It's all, oh, no, it's the government's fault. It's the government's fault. But not not your neighbors there that, that didn't take it seriously for months? It's they Oh, yeah, no. They got nothing to do with it. Nothing. It, it's all the government. It's just huge conspiracy. The government just wants everyone to be poor. Honestly, I, th and I wouldn't be surprised if the government did want everyone to be poor. And, and blame the hell out of the government. But it's a blame pie. Divide it up. At least some of that blame pie has got to go to your own community that didn't take this fucking seriously from the beginning. That's just how it is. O the OC deserves some of this blame. And we see it out there. The airlines are actually... All the major airlines now have uh, no-fly lists for, for anti-maskers. 
In fact, I just saw this morning, Delta has 400 and some people that are not allowed to fly on Delta uh, because they refuse to wear a mask on airlines. And if you're not aware, it is the policy of every single airline to wear a mask on an airplane. For the love of God, it should be. It's recycled air. And for those of you that are interested, they've actually done some studies uh, with masks on planes, and they've been tracking, contact tracing, and, and they found flights where there have been infected people, and the flights where everyone was wearing a mask, there was little to no spread. Wear a mask. You want to know when it's going to end? Wear a mask. You want to know when it's going to end? Tell your neighbor to wear a mask. You want to know when it's going to end? Stop throwing fucking parties. Just for a little while. I saw someone earlier, like, two weeks to flatten the curve. And, and they were being sarcastic. It's like, yeah, but nobody did anything to flatten the curve. That had to be something everybody got behind. Otherwise, we're not flattening anything. If two out of ten people are sitting at home and the other eight are out partying and just spreading things, there's nothing we can do. Put some blame on your neighbors. Don't go get in fights with them. But know where that should be placed. It's amazing to me. It's just absolutely amazing to me. All right, let's, let's talk about some mental health. Whew. I don't have a ton this week. Uh, but I do want to say, prepare yourselves and, and be good to yourselves out there because it's gonna, the next week and a half is going to be absolute havoc on mental health. Anyone that has a mental illness, anyone, anyone that has mental health problems, it's going to wreak havoc regardless of the side of the aisle you fall on. We're in for it a week from Tuesday. In fact, I saw this morning uh, Beverly Hills here in Los Angeles is actually going to, to close uh, a couple of their major streets for the two days surrounding the election because they're worried about protests and riots and everything else. Rich people protecting their businesses. I have no problem with protecting businesses. It's just, it's been crazy with Beverly Hills is like, oh, so, you know, crazy. And if you're not aware, they, they actually do have their own police department. It's wild. It, it is it's this own little rich community. Uh, even if I was wealthy as hell, I wouldn't live in Beverly Hills. It's just not for me. Nothing against Beverly Hills. Like, live there. That's fine. It's just it's not for me. So we'll see what happens there. But just take care of yourself. Turn off the TV. And you can't control everything. There's only so much you can do. You can go out and vote and you can make your voice heard, but there's only so much you can do. And remind yourself of that over the next week, week and a half. Because it's going to get bad. Regardless of what happens a week from Tuesday, it's going to wreak havoc on some mental health. It just, it is. It is. Absolutely. The other thing is Halloween and holidays. You know, we, we and we've we kind of had some, you know, we had Easter and Fourth of July and stuff. But now we're really getting to the, the family gathering time of year, kind of starting with Halloween, but then especially once Thanksgiving and, and Christmas roll around and Hanukkah and, and every other holiday that falls, you know, in the winter over these next couple months, the fall and winter. And that's another thing that's, you know, with these restrictions, it's going to be it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And all I can say is find ways to stay connected, whether it's Zoom, whether it's just reaching out and texting. You know, I, I had a video call with, with some friends of mine the other day, and it was, it was just nice to, to get on a video call, you know. Have those connections as, as best you can. And use this time to appreciate family and friends. Even if you can't see them in person, stuff like this makes us appreciate what we have. And I think as much as it's going to be hell on everyone's mental health, we need to look at the positives and know that eventually we are going to come out of this and we'll, we'll be able to get back to those family gatherings. And in the end, that will hopefully make us all appreciate it even more. That's what I'm hoping. And we'll get through it. Just keep your heads up and make sure you're checking on each other. 
That's all we can do. And respect others for their feelings. It's, it's, it's not all about you. It's about us. So maybe someone else, you know, they deal with the holidays a certain way or their mental health is taking more of a toll. Know that it's not just all about you. It can't be. Absolutely can't be. All right, let's talk some parenting. Oh, parenting. Uh, I've had some fun lately with my three-year-old. My three-year-old uh, absolutely thinks she's a comedian now. Has for a while, but it's just getting worse and worse and worse. She does this thing. One of the things she does is be like, all right, let, let's go potty. And she'll walk around the house and she'll go to like 10 different things and go, is this the potty? And she'll like move her butt toward it. No, that's an oven. Is this the potty? No, that's the dining room table. And she thinks she's so funny. And it's it's cute. But sometimes you just want to get moving, you know? It's like, all right, no, no, it's time to we got to go potty. We got to go. And it's weird finding this balance between the bad behavior and her just wanting attention and also trying to be be a comedian. And that's the thing, especially in my house. I live in a very loud house. There's only three people in this house, but it tends to be a very loud house. My, my wife and I don't shut up. And now because of that, my, my three-year-old doesn't shut up. There's constant talking. And, and it's not a bad thing. It's just... It's constant. So, you know, my three-year-old picks up on that, and she thinks she's funny because sometimes I think I'm funny, even though I'm not. And and my I, I joke with my wife. I, was, I always say in this house, uh, dad jokes are actually mommy jokes, and that's 100% true. <laughs> my wife loves dad jokes so much more than I do, uh, and will and like was quick with them too. So it's finding that balance. It it, it really is. And in fact, like last night, we're sitting at the table and we're eating. Uh, my wife had made this. These chicken bibimbap bowls, and if you're not familiar with that, it's, it's rice and chicken and a bunch of other stuff. My my three year old, like halfway through dinner, she picks up a bunch of rice off her table and goes, "Surprise!" and throws it all in the air. <laughs> I'm just, and I'm like, you know, and immediately it's like, all right, what, no, 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 we're not gonna do that. But it's this, she she's not doing it to be a jerk. She's doing it because she thinks she's funny. So that's been my challenge lately is, is finding that balance of, of the bad behavior, her wanting attention, and just trying to be funny, taking after her parents. And then I'm also dealing with a new challenge. It's really starting to come to a head uh, now that my, my daughter's birthday is, is approaching in November. Uh, she definitely wants to see some friends for Halloween, and she definitely wants to see some friends for her birthday. We tend to have big birthday parties for, for my kid. You know, She's only had three of them. This will be her fourth one in November, uh, like birthday parties. But they tend to be somewhat large affairs here at our house. And so, of course, she's starting to realize that she's not going to be able to see all of her friends uh, and her family on her birthday. So I, I know as we get closer to that date, I'm going to have to be dealing with that. And I know a lot of parents out there are dealing with it. And in fact, when my wife was talking to her, uh, she pointed out a couple of her friends that have had birthdays recently, uh, you know, over the past couple months. They couldn't have a big party, you know, that they just they had to have a either a small party or, or no party at all. And that's going to be my kid this year is... Is next to no party, and same thing with Halloween, and uh, and I'm, we're gonna talk a little bit. I got some Halloween stuff here. Talk about how I'm mitigating a lot of that, and maybe give you some ideas if you have kids at home. Um, but it's that realization that she won't, that she won't. Um, I'm gonna save this. I'm gonna save this again. I have another, I'm, I just like too much to save because I have Halloween stuff here. All right, Halloween. This candy debate. <laughs> The can't, it's funny. There's always a candy debate every year, and I feel like this year it is more rabid than I've ever noticed. People are very passionate about their candy, and they are, they are arguing over candy rankings, and 
most popular candy by state. We've done this for Halloween episodes before, and I'm not going to go through each state or anything. And, you know, I, I will say pretty much my favorite is I, I get Reese's peanut butter cups all day, like all day. Or if like the Reese's pumpkins or the eggs at Easter or the uh, the Christmas trees at, at Christmas, the hearts at oh, all day. Give me those all day. That's my personal preference. But what I will say is as humans, we have a varying taste around the world. And I wouldn't call myself an expert, uh, but I will say I spent some time in the candy business. My family had a candy store when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I worked in a candy store. I'm very familiar with lots of different types of candy. And I will tell you, even the worst possible candy out there that you can think of that you can find, there is a fan base for it. Licorice. I love licorice. I don't eat it all the time, but I like licorice. People hate licorice. Candy corn? I can't tell you how many people I met over the years that loved candy corn. It's like, people actually eat this shit? Yeah. <laughs> like sugar wax? <laughs> What's going on? But people love it. You ever heard of whorehound drops? That's a real candy. Whorehound drops. They taste horrible. People Love them. There's also salted licorice. People love this shit. I can attest to that because I sold it for years. So yes, people are getting very passionate about their candies, but just know that as horrible as a candy is, remember Necco wafers when those were going away for like a hot minute and then they were like, no, we can't. there was a whole big, everybody wanted their Necco wafers. So nope, nope, can't get rid of the Necco wafers. I don't like Necco wafers. There is a fan base for every type of candy out there. There is. There's a fan base for it, and I can attest to that. I can attest to that, because I, I was there. So I wouldn't call myself an expert, but I do have a little bit of experience there. I do get the passion behind it. It's funny, and I think this year there's extra passion, because people uh, people have a little more time on their hands, and these candy rankings have been coming out like crazy. I saw power rankings, like, ah, it's it's crazy. Oh, man, okay, let me fix my hood here. It's definitely warm under the under the Muppet hood. We'll make sure to post those pictures. I do love my Muppet hood, but when I'm sitting in the studio and the air's not on because it's it's not warm enough outside, I get a little bit warm in here. Luckily, I have my Go Tell Us the Wall mug filled with, with water here to keep me cool. All right, number one costume this year. <laughs> I, was, I was shocked at this. I got to be honest. Number one costume this year, according to a couple sites I found, is a murder hornet. Because 2020 is a thing that we're doing, and murder hornets. People want to dress up as a murder hornet. Uh, I am, I guarantee there's a lot of sexy murder hornets out there because that's what we do at Halloween is, and I have no problem with it, wear whatever the hell you want, but we, like, sexy whatever, you know, and there was obvious ones like sexy firefighter, and now it's like sexy murder hornet. Do you? All right, murder hornet, number one costume this year, and of course we're going to see a lot of the Tiger King because of that popularity. Still have not watched the Tiger King. I don't care about the Tiger King. I don't care about... Uh, Baskin, whatever her first name is, uh, but of course, do you watch what you want? I, you know, I, I'm not one to talk. There's another. So I'll tell you a story about a cot, cot in a petal, <laughs> pot in a kettle, uh, regarding kind of my horrible taste in in certain things when it comes to pop culture and entertainment. So I'm, I'm not, it's not because I'm think I'm better than anybody. It's just not for me, not for me. Uh, and I gotta say, as far as so what I'm doing is I'm setting up a kind of a little family carnival in my backyard. I've uh, got some activities for the kiddo because uh, she won't be able to go trick-or-treating. The one thing, I, I think she enjoys trick-or-treating, but she also doesn't eat a ton of candy. So she's not really going to miss out on the candy. It's just she likes going out uh, with a couple friends and, and going house to house. And I really think she enjoys when the door gets open, she says, trick-or-treat. And then they're like, oh, my God, you're so cute. She loves it. Like, my kid is the politest kid on Halloween. 
like it's amazing how how extra polite she gets and she's very polite to begin with you know please and thank you but she thank you thank you like five times before she's leaving a house so she's gonna miss out on that and we're, I'm putting together a little carnival uh, some games and and uh, and we've already got my my three year old's costume she's gonna be Rapunzel this was kind of the first year that she that we just straight up let her pick her costume um, you know a few years ago she was Daniel tight like when she, for her second Halloween she was Daniel Tiger and but she, you know, she didn't know much better. And then last year she was Cinderella. She just wanted to be a princess, and we kind of had this thing. But this year it was like, what do you want to be? We're just going to order what you want to be. And uh, and she chose Rapunzel. So found a nice little Rapunzel costume. And uh, and we're going to have fun with it. You know, a little family Halloween carnival. And i got to say, I want to put bags out. There's a lot of people, you know, there's ideas. I know this candy shoot thing. I Like, I just, I can't, I can't do the candy shoot thing. Um, because I enjoy handing out candy on Halloween. That's something I really enjoy uh, especially, we get quite a few kids at the house here, my, my old house, in the same neighborhood, my old house, mile and a half away from here, uh, we didn't get a lot of kids, but ever since I moved here, you know, four years ago, you get the kids on Halloween, I love it, I enjoy it, um, and I really want to do something, and people have suggested, you know, you put out these these bags of candy, and people grab them here, the problem for me is I live in Los Angeles, if I put out some bags of candy, or just a bowl of candy, the first if not the first, the second kid that comes along is going to dump that candy in their bag. And I'm not even going to blame them. I, if, you know, if I, if I was like 10 and saw a big bowl of candy, I'm not even going to blame them. Just, it's fine. But I can't do it because then the next kid's going to come along and just see an empty bowl. Los Angeles. But if you live in a smaller town, definitely consider doing that. Because you, you can wash your hands, make little goodie bags, put them out, you know, wrapped candy, like, and put it out, and then kids in your neighborhood can can actually get some candy. And on that note, make sure, you're not going to have a lot of trick-or-treaters this year, but just make sure this year, and definitely in the future, you don't know what's going on with kids. You might see a 16-year-old show up at your door, and you're like, you're too old to trick-or-treat, but you don't know what's going on with them. Maybe this is the highlight of the their year. Maybe they're special needs, and even if they're not special needs, maybe it's the highlight of their year. Just give them some candy. You, ca- you can't afford a five-cent little... Fun size candy bar? Come on. Come on. And don't insist on trick or treat and thank you and all this stuff. Some kids, they just don't know any better. And some kids don't have the best language skills. As much as I said my kid becomes the politest kid on Halloween, not every kid is like that. And it's not, it's, most of the time it's not their fault. Just be nice. Give some candy out. You're going to do it less this year, but even in the future. You don't, you don't know everybody's story. You don't. And it's not your holiday. It's it's the kids. It's the kids. Not for you. You go out to a bar and, you know. No. That's why I said, like, if, if you don't have kids at home, calm down on Halloween. There will be a time for you to dress up in some stuff and, and, and go and have a drink. You'll be okay this year. Just watch a scary movie and call it a night. Just be done with it. Call it a night. Especially since we'll be watching a very scary thing unfold a couple days after Halloween here in the U.S. But I digress. Uh... <laughs> Entertainment news, a little more Halloween stuff. The Great Pumpkin is not on network television this year. This one surprisingly made me mad. And it's not just the Great Pumpkin, uh, Charlie Brown, but it's also the Peanuts Christmas special. And I think the Peanuts Thanksgiving thing, which I had never even seen until last year. And the only reason I saw it last year is because we watched it on uh, Black Friday. And it's only because my mother bought my daughter uh, the, the DVD set of the Peanuts. So it has Great Pumpkin, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. So I actually watched it last year, and I was like, I don't remember watching that as a kid. Great Pumpkin, yes, absolutely Great Pumpkin, uh, and, and, and Christmas, Charlie Brown. In fact, Great, Great Pumpkin was very much ingrained in me 
Uh, because for those of you that don't follow along on social media, uh, I was actually a child Halloween costume model. That's right. I did that as a kid. Uh, my mother worked for a company called National Theme Productions, and uh, and so what they would do is they brought in professional models as well. But if 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 people that worked for the company had kids that that fit, you know, certain costumes and and certain things, uh, and and were able to do it, then then we were hired on as as, as costume models. So I literally was in catalogs, and um, in fact, I still have. And that's the picture that I shared this past week. I try I tend to try to share it every year around Halloween. I think I missed last year. Uh, I have a picture of me dressed as Pinocchio, and I actually have the the costume insert, like for the actual costume, uh, that through National Theme Productions. Um, so yes, I have a little bit of experience with um, with Halloween costumes, and definitely with the Great Pumpkin. The Great Pumpkin was a big thing for us growing up. In fact, the head of National Theme Productions would would give a lot of kids gifts, not like crazy, you know, big gifts, but like a little goodie bag from the Great Pumpkin. Uh, so I so I have a lot of love for the Great Pumpkin. Luckily, we have the DVDs. But I really this one makes me mad because I feel bad for for kids out there that don't have Apple TV Plus. Apple TV bought the rights uh, to all the Peanuts holiday specials, and they're only putting them on Apple TV Plus. Uh, and this is, of course, a subscription service. I have no problem with Apple TV purchasing it, but I th- I I these are certain things uh, that a lot of families out there should be able to share with their kids and not have to buy the DVD uh, or even rent it. It should be on network television. This is something that we've lost with all these streaming services is the, the basic necessities of, of streaming television or, or of uh, network television, streaming television, network television, streaming television is a problem. I, it's, it's great. Streaming television is great. I have Netflix and Hulu. You know, I, I do the things, Disney Plus, but not every family can afford those things. And, uh, and I think uh, the, the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown is, is, is a cultural staple uh, that I don't want to see go away. So I'm, I'm hoping people will still have access to it. Uh, but unfortunately, that's not going to be on uh, not going to be on network television this year. All right. I want to talk about and I, I think I'm going to talk about this a little more in the future. Uh, and this doesn't have anything to do with Halloween, but I, I've been thinking a lot lately because I'm seeing so much back and forth on social platforms over music, specifically punk rock music. Like I'm in this punk rock dads group that I've talked about before. And it gets ridiculous. Uh, kind of the it's it's bickering. It's not even arguing. It's bickering. Over what is all this pop punk stuff, and you guys don't know what punk is, and it always gets me thinking. It's not necessarily a coolness factor. A lot of times, it's just a generational thing. People grew up with different music in different generations, and that goes for individual genres like punk, punk rock, pop punk, ska punk. There's so many different arms of punk, and a lot of people they sit there and they fall back on Misfits and Dead Kennedys and. You know, even Iggy and the Stooges and this kind of stuff. And they're like, you don't know what punk is. Well, here's the thing. Some people just aren't old enough. Like, like my bad. I, I, I really enjoy Op Ivy, but it's not my fault that I was seven when they broke up. You know, and there's plenty of other bands like that. Like, I, I was so young in the 80s. So for me, it was growing up in the 90s and that 90s San Diego punk scene. Which is very different from someone that grew up in the 80s in a punk scene. Especially like New York. Compared New York, 80s punk scene in New York to, to 90s punk rock scene in San Diego, it's completely different. It doesn't necessarily mean one's better than the other. Your opinion matters. Maybe you like one better than the other, but you shouldn't get on people because they like a certain kind of music. Especially when it's a lot of times it's a generational thing. I mean, I remember being young in the 90s and being the young kid at all the shows. Now I go to shows and I'm like, the, I'm one of the older vets. It's funny. But it's, it's all just generational. So we, we need to stop 
arguing so much. So much. Enjoy your own music. Listen to what you like. Read what you like. You don't have to have everyone else in the world enjoying the same shit that you do. In fact, the world would suck if everyone on this planet just enjoyed the same stuff. It would. The thing about that's really been bugging me lately. And, and I just had to put it in there and, and mention that. We'll probably mention it again a couple times over the next few episodes because it's just it's a constant thing. And I'm like, people are like, oh, that's they're terrible. They're terrible. And it's like, can't you just say, you know? and that's the thing is I won't sit here and say a band is terrible, terrible, terrible. Except for two, Journey and Coldplay. Those are terrible bands. Don't get it twisted. I don't understand how people listen to a glorified karaoke band or a guy just whining into a microphone constantly. I'm obviously making a joke, but there's no bad music out there. Listen to what you want to listen to. It doesn't affect... If someone listens to something, it's not affecting you. So instead of saying, oh, that sucks, just say, ah, not not for me. You know? Or don't say anything. (laughs) Move along. Not that difficult. Not that difficult to just move along. All right. uh, I want to give a couple shout-outs here before we finish up for the week. Uh, I have in my hand here, for those of you that are watching on the video, is a pound of Opus Coffee. And this is their Dark Star, which is a dark dark chocolate, black pepper, smoky flavor, and it's a dark roast. Uh, This is actually small batch roasted coffee from Opus Coffee out of Gainesville, Florida, I've got a little love for Gainesville, weirdly. Yes, I was born in Florida, and I'm familiar with Gainesville to an extent. It's been a long time. Uh, I actually won this. I won this. Uh, They're the official coffee of Fest there in Gainesville that happens every year. Not happening this year, and Fest has been doing uh, digital stuff every Thursday, and I happen to be on watching uh, when Gen Pop was performing, and Neil uh, Neil Wayne, both from the Bomb Pops, were, were on there doing some stuff, and Won a free pound of coffee, uh, courtesy of Mike there at Opus Coffee. Uh, so huge shout out, thank you, Mike. Uh, thank you, Opus Coffee, and check them out. I'm I'm not one of those. I'm in, I, like, I'm not a coffee snob. I just I never have been. I'm one of those people who's guilty of just sometimes I drink in, instant coffee because I'm like I don't feel like brewing a cup. Like let me just boil some water, throw it in here. Uh, but I will say when I opened this package the other day, and I haven't tried it yet. I'll I'll mention what I think of it maybe next episode because I was finishing off another pound of coffee. Um, but I did notice right away, like as soon as I opened the package, I was like, ooh, that smells nice. Uh, so check out, especially if you enjoy good coffee, check out Opus Coffee uh, out of Gainesville, Florida. And you, and you can, you can order it. If, so if you, even if you're not in Florida, you can order Opus Coffee, the official coffee of Fest down there. Uh, and it's always good to support these smaller businesses. And again, thank you to Mike at Opus Coffee. I'm looking forward to enjoying this coffee uh, once I finish the, the pound that I've got in the kitchen by my coffee maker right now. Uh, and another quick shout out, I got to say, uh, you know, we, we're supporting all these smaller companies and bands and merch and everything. And, and uh, I'd ordered some new Rancid merch for their 25th anniversary of An Outcome the Wolves. And so shout out to, uh, to King's Road. Uh, they always they do a great job managing so many different band sites there, their merch sites through King's Road. If you're not familiar, that, that's a great place to get uh, band merch, specifically because you can go on there uh, and and in one package you can get multiple bands like uh, just rattling off a few like interrupters rancid dropkick murphy's descendants transplants uh and there's many others but like those are five i've literally gotten stuff from all five of those bands in the same order 
Um, and an extra shout out to them because my pre-order of stuff was delayed and I wasn't even thinking anything of it. I was like, eh, it'll get here when it gets here. I got an email from Kings Road and they said, we are so sorry. Uh, we had a delay at our warehouse. Uh, so your stuff's coming out of, like, and it was, it was literally, they were saying a week later than it was supposed to. And it didn't even end up being a week later. Uh, but Kings Road sent me a 15% off discount, uh, for my trouble. <laughs> I was like, cool. You, you want to keep them another week and give me 30%? <laughs> like, I'm down with that too. Uh, so shout out. Thank you, Kings Road. Uh, for for taking care of everybody and 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 make sure you're getting some merch through Kings Road. Uh, I know I've talked I talk about Stupid Rad a lot because they are they are definitely one of the best. Uh, but Kings Road is and, and Pirates Press. Uh, but Kings Road is also right up there with them. Uh, those are my top three merch purchasing sites by far. Uh, and of course the Barstool Preachers site. But that's because you can only get stuff on Barstool on like certain stuff you can only get on their site. And we all know that I have an obsession with the Barstool Preachers. All right, I think I'm done. I'm, I'm overheating in this this Muppet hoodie here. Oh, man, it's just been one of those days, and I was hoping it would stay cold out. And it's it's still it's not hot, but it, it's 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 not as cool as it's been. Uh, and uh, and I'm very much a fall person. So my uh, it's sweatpants, beanies, and hoodies are coming out, man. It's time. And I would say flannels too, but I don't really wear a lot of flannels just sitting around my house. And since I'm pretty much just sitting around my house doing stuff here. Uh, that's that's what I'll be doing is, is hoodies and sweatpants and, and beanies. That's how I roll. That's the good stuff. Man, all right. That is uh, that's pretty much going to do it for us. I, I will say we will be back next week. Um, I'm going to do my best to keep it as light as possible a week from today because that will put us two days from uh, the biggest election of my lifetime here in the United States and really probably the biggest election of just about everyone's lifetime here in the United States. Uh, so we'll try to keep it as light as possible, but I will say, uh, plan, make a plan to get out and vote. You've got just over a week left. Uh, I voted, my wife and I have voted, uh, by, by mail here in California. They, and I don't usually vote by mail. My, my wife does on occasion, uh, because she works so much. Uh, but I, I don't usually, but they sent them out to everybody in California. And because of COVID, I went ahead and voted by mail. Uh, it's a, it's a secret ballot, but you can go ahead and guess where my uh, my presidential vote went on that particular case. All right. That's going to do it for episode 24 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall, hosted by me, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And this has been our Halloween episode. Uh, keep an eye out. We'll get some new Halloween posts going up on uh, Go Tell It to the Wall, uh, the website as well. Sean work live, but uh, but also the Facebook, and make sure you you've liked our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, also our YouTube, head over to YouTube, search Go Tell It to the Wall, subscribe, 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 and make sure you bookmark SeanOrourkeLive.com and buy yourself some merch. Treat yourself to a little bit of Go Tell It to the Wall merch, and maybe some Opus Coffee if you enjoy some good coffee. Again, shout out to Opus Coffee. Uh, we will be back next week, same wall place, same wall time. And until then, remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>